This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. The following presentation of the Midland City Council will begin in a moment. The Midland City Council is the city's legislative body that sets policies, approves budgets, determines tax rates, and adopts ordinances and resolutions to govern the city. It is made up of five elected officials that represent the wards in which they reside, and councilmen are elected to two-year terms. The mayor is elected from among the council members by vote of the city council. City council meetings are held at 7 p.m. two Mondays per month in council chambers at City Hall. This presentation is provided by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland. Replays of this meeting can be found on MGTV Channel 188 on Charter Spectrum, through Channel 99 on at Uverse, or on demand at www.cityofmidlandmi.gov. Select meetings are available on MCTV Network's Government Affairs Podcast Channel. Good evening and welcome to our July 26, 2021 meeting of City Council. Would you please stand and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge, I pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Erica, would you please call roll? Honorable Mayor Donker. Here. Councilman Wasbinski? Here. Councilman Arnoski? Here. Councilman Hall? Here. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Does anyone in council have a conflict of interest with anything that's on the CB's agenda? No, ma'am. Okay. Then that takes us to the consent agenda. All resolutions marked with an asterisk are considered to be routine and will be enacted by one motion. There'll be no separate consideration of these items unless a council member or citizen so requests during the discussion stage of the motion to adopt the consent agenda is indicated. If there's even a single request, the item will be removed from the consent agenda without further motion and considered in its listed sequence in regular fashion. Can we have a motion to accept the consent agenda? So move. Second. Okay, first and second. Would anyone from council like an item removed from the consent agenda? No, okay, anyone yet. from the public want an item removed from the consent agenda? All right then, all in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, that passes four zero. Now that takes us down to public comment. This is an opportunity for people to address council on issues that are relevant to council business, but not on this evening's agenda. Is there anyone from the public that has um, public comment? All right, if so, you need to come up and state your name and let me be yes. clear on one thing, that this is just an opportunity for a comment. It is not a back and forth conversation. If there's something that we could easily answer, um, that might happen, but otherwise this is your opportunity to make a comment. So please go ahead and please state your name and address. John Elson, 6106 Sturgeon Creek Parkway. Uh, I've been here last week. Last week I was a little bit nervous. I've spoken in public before, but never in such a little place like this. So it was a bit shaky for me. Uh, anyway, so now I went to the community center and worked out today. I should be calmer. Anyways, I want to go back to the same, same basic issues, the biggest things in Midland, 
is infrastructure, and that infrastructure I'm talking about sanitary systems and overland flooding. The two biggest problems I see in Midland, they've been problems for a long time. And I'd like to have, I still haven't seen a lot of action in these fronts. I've seen talk. We've, I've seen that we're gonna do something about sanitary system. I've seen very little about overland flooding in this area. So I still, as I remember, I mean, I grew up here. Well, my family moved here when I was in eighth grade. So we used to go down Wackerly Road when it was a gravel road. There was no US-10 back in those days. I mean, so I've seen the whole town. I've seen how it's developed over time. And yet the same sewer systems that were built then had to go into the old sewer systems and storm drains as they are now. There hasn't been a whole lot of improvement for 50 years, yeah? So my background is, when I got out of college in 74, I worked a couple years in the oil field in Michigan, went to, to uh, Texas and then Oklahoma, and then basically overseas for about 20 years. So I've been in 30 countries, I guess you would call me the minority, since uh, you know I was the only, in, in, in the Congo, there's not a whole lot of people like me, yeah? Or, or even the Philippines or all these other places I've been. The thing about the oil field, what I learned, is about planning. You know, the well, a typical well in the North Sea costs about anywhere from 65 to $100 million, okay? Save upfront costs, but before you start drilling, maybe $20, $25 million. But the operations, during operations, you spend a million dollars a day. So a well that takes 35 days, 35 million, plus the planning, and then plus the post-analysis work. Planning is a very important part. If you miss one day, you, you screw up one day, that's a million dollars you screwed up on. So planning for me is very important. And I haven't seen really any good planning at all when it comes to the sewer system or the, over our overland flooding. This is a situation that's been going on for a long time. I mean, I don't know when it actually, I know 86 is where it really got serious. And then there's been, a number of occasions since then. So I proposed this to the city council to do this. Because there's no one entity in the city that actually looks at flooding, okay, I propose that anytime you develop anything, you should have a three-man commission that works here all the time and looks at any one of these developments that we're doing. And I have a thought that, you know, let's say you have a 10-acre development. I would look at that do a study on it, how much of that 10 acres should be put, away, put aside to hold drainage. I mean, a lot of other cities around the United States do that as a customary procedure. You know, they, they know that there's a flooding issue and we should do the same thing. It doesn't, I, I, I would like to say you, you could dig out a place, but you, there's more to it than that. You don't know where the water table is. You don't know a lot of other issues. So I'd have a, a civil engineer and maybe two assistants and I would not have an answer to our planning guy because I don't think he knows anything about planning, okay? But I would have a special, maybe to, to address, maybe to answer to the city manager and the city council directly and, not, and bypass this guy over here who's more interested in social development than he is about infrastructure. Now, that's my okay. opinion and you I can what? say what I want, yeah? Well, you know what, but please be civil. I am civil. Yeah, okay. Okay, I didn't say who. Okay. For sure. <laughs> anyway, I just pointed. Anyways, so I think the best thing you could do is that. 
You know, have have somebody that's actually there looking at it. I know the Midland Business Alliance has got the Army Corps of Engineers, and I think that's fine. The only issue I have is the, the Midland Business Council is, you know, they're, they're interested in development. That's their priority. Yeah, that's what they want to have done. They want to develop places that, to build more things. They're not as concerned about, um, uh, about all the citizens of Midland, they're concerned about their money projects. So I think this would be better if they just answer directly to the council and to the city manager. And then before they develop, they have to have permission to do that, which I've extended not just to the city of Midland, even though I think I would do all go all the way out to Larkin Township, because Larkin Township is one of the biggest problems affects Midland, because that's where a lot of the development is. That's where these 10-acre developments are. That's where, uh, that's where there's issues now. And then plus they can look at places in Midland that could actually be used to hold water. They, I don't want it to be ponds where they're actually, you know, cattails and all that kind of stuff. I think you, they just have to be areas where when Sturgeon Creek floods or Inman drain floods, that water has some place to go rather than continuing to go downstream and then overwhelm the pump stations and so on and so forth. I don't think this has been looked at. Maybe it has, maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't seen anything that actually talks about that. And it's something that should have been done starting in 1986. And it was in a way when they made the parking lots to hold some water. But, you know, developers here have gotten away with murder as far as I can see, developing all our properties and not thinking about everybody else in the city. That's it for me today. Okay. Thanks. Very good. Thank you, Mr. Allison. Any other public comment? All right. Then that takes us down to item number two on our agenda, which is the rerouting of the U.S. Bicycle Route 20. And Mr. Marshall here is here to tell us about that. Hi. Good evening, Madam Mayor and members of council. Um, do want to talk to you tonight about the rerouting of U.S. Bicycle Route 20 through the city limits. Um, and I do have a presentation that will guide us through uh, this consideration this evening. But a little bit about the overall bike route. Um, this goes from Marine City down on the very southeast side of the map, um, close to Metro Detroit, um, all the way across the middle part of the Mitten over to Ludington. So Midland, as you can see in the middle part here, is one of the middle parts of the connecting route um, as it goes from east to west and west to east across the state. This route is um, something that has been designated since 2011, and so the city has actually had a route for U.S. Bicycle Route 20 um, within our jurisdiction since, um, since that time, so a better part of a decade, I think, um, was actually in the latter parts of 2011, so almost a decade that it's been in the city. The routes themselves are approved by the American, make sure I get this uh, acronym correct, but it's the American Association of State Highway um, and Transportation Officials, and this is a national organization that is part um, or designated authority by the federal government to be able to approve bicycle routes like this. Uh, they are designed for long distance riders, as you can see here in this image. Um, this is the kind of person that typically uses uh, these types of routes to traverse um, from different places all over the nation. Um, bicycle Route 20 is just one of a number of different routes that crisscross the entire United States. Um, and um, both continental and actually up into Alaska as well. Um, they are beneficial to both uh, connected communities because they do facilitate a type of tourism that is a little bit different than um, the other users of the road. 
They encourage um, inner-city bicycle travel, um, which results in overnight stays in communities, um, restaurant visits, and patronizing of other local businesses by bicyclists. Um, and the routes also advance bicycle culture and awareness um, on city streets um, by providing these signage as well as users uh, to be able to encourage um, additional riders to use these types of routes throughout the nation. This is a quick snapshot of Google Images, and the reason why I wanted to in, um, include this, or rather Google Maps, um, is to really show Michigan or Midlands type of uh, bicycle infrastructure that you can see highlighted on the screen. So everything with a dark green type of shade on the screen is where there's either some type of designated on-street path or trail um, or long um, pathway. And as you can see from the heart of Midland extending all the way out to the northwest, this is the Pier Marquette Rail Trail that does connect to Clare and then eventually over to um, to Ludington and further to the west. But you can see in the city limits itself are non-motorized transportation routes, which includes um, sh shared lanes, bicycle lanes, um, our multi-use paths that traverse the city, and then out to Chippewa Nature Center as well. But the reason why I wanted to point this out is because um, while not everyone that maybe doesn't bike doesn't necessarily use this layer within Google Maps, it is something that is used uh, largely by bicyclists to be able to find um, where there's safe places to ride. Um, it's also even gone as far as to include people um, wanting to relocate to places where they do have good bicycle infrastructure. Um, so with that, bicycle infrastructure can add value to the quality of life within a community. It does that by promoting active forms of transportation, improving public health and pub uh, transportation equity. It's also a green form of tourism and transportation. For people that are using uh, bikes, that means there's less cars on the road. Um, and so this is a way to support those things um, through the city limits, through the reroute. And of course, that increased spending at local businesses um, compared to vehicle travel. Um, that was a, uh, the results of a study that was brought, or that was mentioned within the letter transmittal um, out of the state of Oregon uh, that pointed to um, the spending levels um, of people that arrive by bike as opposed to car um, to local businesses. So diving more deeply into um, the proposal this evening, which is focusing just on a regional reroute um, discussion, but this is something that began in the beginning parts of this year and has involved a number of partners in addition to the city of Midland. Um, it's involved staff of um, MDOT, as well as the Midland Area Transportation Study, or the uh, local MPO, uh, the Midland and Bay County Road Commissions, the city of Auburn, city of Bay City, and then uh, the city of Midland. The city of Midland approached uh, this reroute as an opportunity to improve the route through the city limits uh, by improving the connection to our east and utilizing existing off-street pathways within the city. <clears throat> um, the proposed reroute does impact the eastern portion of the Tridge to US 10 uh, freeway at Patrick Road. Um, the route uh, through the city limits is almost on um, existing off-street pathways, or the reroute um, is on those pathways, and I'll show a map here in a second. And this review, uh, or this proposed route, has gone through review um, by the city as well as MDOT and MATS um, to review it for their standards to ensure it compliance um, with the criteria that's established for rerouting consideration. In addition to the reroute, I do want to point out that this is something that we gave consideration to um, in connection to some of our business districts. As, as I mentioned, um, bicycle riders do have needs to be able to stay in places, um, be able to support um, different shops and restaurants. Um, but this is connect also to the center city and the downtown business district, showcases Midland's um, fantastic landscaping through the green space between the one-way pairs. And in order to do the reroute will actually be minimal cost and time, uh, less than $5,000 in order to accomplish this. So the route itself, um, as it exists, is this green line here. 
that you can see here at the Tridge. Um, off to the north and the west is the Pier Marquette Rail Trail, which is not being proposed to change. Um, but the current route zigzags its way through a number of city streets on McDonald and Grove, Haley, Jefferson, East Lawn, Abbott, and East Ashman Street before it continues out into the county, um, Bay County at East Ashman Street. Um, in addition to wanting to change both the City of Midland route, there was also interest in Bay County, City of Auburn, and Bay City to reroute this to a county road that has wider shoulders to be able to provide a safer means for bicyclists. And so the Patrick Road or North Union Road as it goes into Bay County was the route that was determined to enter the city limits and then it would continue on before jumping on to the multi-use path that exists on the south side of East Patrick Road, snaking its way around South Saginaw Road and then back into the one-way pairs at Washington um, where it goes through the, uh, the curves and comes into downtown um, right at Dow Diamond. So again, this is really a movement of taking a um, quite a few multi-turn path through city streets and making it much more straightforward by putting it on that existing off-street infrastructure and connecting it to that connection into Bay County, which will then continue on into um, City of Auburn and then City, Bay City to the east. So with that, uh, the resolution that's in front of you approves the proposed reroute. And if approved, um, the combined reroute would be, this resolution would actually be uh, brought forward in addition to the other jurisdictions that have a stake in this. And that would be compiled by MDOT and submitted to Ashto this fall for consideration. Okay. Does anyone have any questions for Mr. Marshall? Do you feel comfortable with the crossover on Saginaw Road? Oh, we do, yes. So it's right at the south side of, right at James Savage, um, and there's been that multi-use path that's been developed there um, over the years. We're going to have to do some signage improvements because there are quite a few turns there, um, but it's a safe connection and with better signage should be um, very workable. Right. Thank you. Grant, who initiated this, this change? So I had had conversations with Matt's um, about the reroute and they had made me aware that there was also discussion in Bay County and the city of Bay City to be able to do this reroute. So there was multiple jurisdictions that needed to get uh, collaboration under MDOT in order to move forward. So I'd say I came forward and there was others that were having that conversation as well and we grouped our um, entities together to come forward with this plan. So if, if Bay County doesn't doesn't approve a you know similar change will it will we still change or not we would not no it does uh, require all the jurisdictions to do the reroute in order for MDOT to consider it complete before they'll forward it on to Ashto okay uh -huh. so there isn't much of a section that's actually going on the street is there I'm trying to think there's it seems not like no it's really where that that pathway ends on Patrick all the way to the overpass um, right at US 10 less than a mile okay so it's that very uh, the Grand Curve, all of that area? Yes. That, mm -hmm. How many miles is it? That's a good question within the city limits. I know it's, um, I believe, totally six miles between the east side um, to the west side of the city limits, but the route that we're changing is really between two and three miles. Okay. It seems to be a much clearer route than what we currently have out there. And this would be paid for out of the non-motorized um, non transportation funds that we set aside every year? That's correct. Okay. All right, does anyone have any other questions for Mr. Marshall? Okay, thank you very thank much. You. Any comments from the public? Okay, then seeing none, Erica, would you please read the resolution? This resolution will approve the proposed rerouting of U.S. Bicycle Route 20 through the city limits to improve the route and utilize existing off-street, non-motorized infrastructure. We have a motion to accept the resolution. So moved. 
Second. Go first and second. Discussion? I think it's actually a better road. <laughs> it gets mm -hmm. the bicycles off the street, really. And uh, I mean, that's what it was intended for long term, I think mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of it at the time when Grant was up there, but is this going to change? I know we've got bicycle routes painted on, I think, Ashman and, and East Lawn. Will those go away or th will those remain? You know, where we've got the markings on the street. I can't answer that. So um, those will remain. Um, so you'll actually see right now the route does utilize the on-street either bike lanes or shared lanes. Um, so those will still remain. We'll simply just remove the US 20 um, designated routes and put those on the new route. Okay, thanks. Any other discussion on this? It's safer and it connects more to uh, City and that's a good thing. I think it does a nice job of you know taking people down to our downtown area where we want people to go and I think it certainly it utilizes that pathway that would there was a beautiful job making that you know happen and certainly much safer I think so. All right then all in favor will you please say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay that passes 4-0. Thank you very much. And now that takes us down to item number four, which has to do with uh, the Joe Man um, surface treatment. And Mr. Lemon is here to tell us about that. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Council. Um, yeah, I'm just here this evening to talk to you a little bit about the 2021 Joe Man Boulevard surface treatment, um, it's contract number 13. Um, what we're looking at here is basically just Joe Man Boulevard from Cinema down to Jefferson. We're, we're not touching the, the western section of the roadway at all. Um, it's just a, a quick map to show you the area that we're looking at as part of this contract. So what is a surface treatment? Uh, essentially what we're proposing um, as part of this project is to apply a new top layer of asphalt over what is existing there. Um, the idea behind this is to extend the life of the roadway to make the, the drive a little bit smoother, to make it safer for the motorists that are already out there, and um, basically just to keep things moving. Um, this project is, the it, it's already funded through the Major Street Fund. Um, this is typically one of the roadways that is part of our regular capital improvement plan that um, is part of the resurfacing that we do each year. Um, I'm, as you know, I've, I've come on board here in just the last couple of weeks, but it's my understanding that we typically run this program in the fall time. Um, and historically, we, we've had a little bit of issues with contractors getting out here to complete all of the roadways in the fall. So. Um, this year, we're, we're planning on pushing this, the majority of it, into the spring, having many of these roadways done in the spring. However, this one we've pulled out and we would like to get it completed yet this year in the fall. Um, it's anticipated that this, this whole project is going to take one week or less to, to complete the resurfacing out there. So, you might be asking, well, why are we doing this now? Why, why are we pulling this out of the, the regular program that we normally do. Um, and, and frankly, the answer is this roadway is in a, a pretty extensive state of deterioration. It's programmed for a full reconstruction where you know, we would tear out the, the entire existing roadway all the way down to the full depth and, and rebuild everything all the way up. 
about four years out from now. However, with the state that the roadway is in right now, quite honestly, it's not gonna last that long. Um, the more traffic that's out there, the more freeze-thaw cycles we get, you know, the more snow plows that go through there. It's tearing that roadway up pretty quickly. Um, we don't think it's gonna last until 2025, and, and we're going to have to include it in this resurfacing program before then anyway. So the idea of pulling it out now is we can get this one project done in the fall before getting the rest done in the spring and maximize the, the time frame that we have this resurfacing on here and, and maximize the money that we're spending on, on this particular roadway. So there's lots of different surface treatments that yes. we do as part of the, the whole process. So this is grinding off of the, is this the, the mill and fill kind of thing? This one is not. not this is, is just strictly just a, a, a coat on the top. A thin one inch layer of asphalt over what is currently existing okay. there right now. Is that kind of what they did in puddles? Uh, yes. yes. Last year? Yep. Okay. So we, we put this out for bed um, last week. Bids were due, we opened the bids. Um, we had two different contractors bid, um, Central Asphalt out of Mount Pleasant and Pyramid Paving out of Bay City. Um, as you can see, Central Asphalt bid came in a, a little bit lower than our engineer's estimate here, so that's certainly um, good news. Uh, we've worked with them in the past and, and typically had good results with them. So it, it's certainly our, our recommendation to uh, approve this, this resolution and award the contract to Central Asphalt. Um, that work would take place later this year, likely um, late summer, early fall, um, and, and as I mentioned, probably take less than a week from, from beginning to end to, to run this resurfacing just between the Cinema Boulevard and, and Jefferson. Um, so with that, the, the resolution will require um, three-fifths vote for, for approval. Go ahead. Yep. Will there be uh, access to the businesses during that week or? Yes. Okay. Yes, the, the businesses will remain open during that week. Um, there will be um, one night of, of work for the work right at the intersection with Jefferson, but they will maintain um, traffic control and access through there um, 24 hours a day. And are we still looking at probably going with the full reconstruction in 25? Yes, okay. that's correct. Any, Any other, other questions? questions? Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Erica, would you please read the resolution? This resolution authorizes the mayor and city clerk to execute a contract with Central Asphalt Incorporated in the amount of $68,406.50 for the placement of an ultra-thin hot-mix asphalt surface treatment on Joe Man Boulevard from Cinema Drive to Jefferson Avenue. The resolution also authorizes the city manager to approve change orders in an aggregate amount not to exceed $5,000. Okay, can we have a motion to accept the resolution? So moved. Steve. Second. Okay, we have a first and second. Any discussion? Oh, real good. I know it's really needed over by Jefferson. I mean, we're getting some nice potholes and everything over there. The other thing we need to kind of keep in mind too is we're looking at doing the reconstruction of that intersection mm -hmm. there eventually. So I think that I'll probably come in with the 2025 resurfacing. I don't know if that's what we're looking at. Yeah, I'm not certain of the exact timing of that, but it's certainly on our list. Yes. Okay. Any, any other discussion on that? No. All right, then all in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? All right, that passes 4-0.
Matt, thank you very much for your presentation. Welcome. All right, that takes us now down to uh, new business. Is there any new business from council? Any new business from you, um, sir? I'm gonna ask for permission to speak. Okay. If you're all right with that. Um, I think under, and it would be unfair to Mr. Marshall if I didn't do so. Okay. Um, he was personally attacked this evening, whether Mr. Elson believes that or not. Uh, those were personal attacks. They were not about the work that's being done. They were about the person. And, and I think that's wholly inappropriate um, Mr. Marshall puts his heart and his soul into the work that he does for the city of Midland. Um, I don't think those types of attacks have any place on this floor of council. Um, we as a council have always been very careful not to do that. Um, and again, for Mr. Marshall's sake, I think it would be unfair to recognize or to not recognize that and not to make an apology for that, those types of comments happening against him. He certainly did not deserve it. Okay. I appreciate you, those comments and wholeheartedly agree with that. So thank you for all that you do and your work. And Mr. Elson, we welcome you to make comments again, and please, we ask that you think about how, the words that you say. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right, then. Anything else? Then we're adjourned. See you in August. This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation.